Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Lazy Geeks, and here are two guys that keep Freddy Krueger up at night, Sapien and Nomad. God, wait. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your host, Nomad. And I'm Sapien. All right, what up, everybody? This is podcast number three. Guy, can you believe we made it this far? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we want to go ahead and, yes, again, extend thank yous to everyone that's been, uh, that's been subscribing to us because, uh, as of this third podcast, we're what over four hundred people so far. Yep. Yes, four hundred people strong. It's like a movement now. I know. I mean, I mean, we started with like you know we start well obviously we started with none and then we moved by the second podcast we had two. Now we're at four. Yep. I think uh, if more people comment, so I can uh, know what's going on, we could have like a lazy geeks army. True, true. <laughs> we'll be able to have a movement and have a march on uh, Washington, D.C. and all that good stuff. And our plans of world domination will be complete. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, we want to thank you guys for uh, helping us out, um, spreading the word, because obviously 400 people is more than uh, friends than I have on my Facebook. And I know it's probably more than what, you know, Sapien has on his Facebook. It's about, it's about a quarter, you know. About a quarter? Yeah. Okay. Everyone loves me. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. Um, we are now officially on iTunes, so you can Yay. go ahead and uh, search us out on iTunes, the lazy geeks, one word. Um, also we're on Twitter too. Go ahead and join us at the lazy geeks, one word, uh, join our Facebook fan page too. And, uh, 
Be sure to check out the white the the website the wipe swipe <laughs> <laughs> the website thelazygeeks.com because we work kind of hard on that website. Well, I know I work hard on that website, and I I encouraged him the entire way. <laughs> um, also, too, comment comment on the website on the on Facebook and as well on iTunes because that's kind of how we become more and more popular on iTunes is that people comment us, rate us. Uh, so that, that, that definitely helps us. Uh, if you like us, even if you don't like us, go ahead and let us know. Cause you know, if we don't hear from you guys, we won't know what you guys do and do not like. Yep. And if you don't like us and we get your feedback, we'll have something to make fun of in the next podcast. <laughs> so you'll be benefiting everyone. Absolutely. And we always need material here. So. Some of us always need material. <laughs> oh, we had to go there, didn't we? All right, so, all right, so that I think that goes. That's the end of the kissing ass portion. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel a little feminine right now. <laughs> well, you sh- you know you kiss a lot of ass, so yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I had seen today. Um, either there's a new gang in town, or Time Warner Cable is just keeping it a little too real. Uh, <laughs> like TWC is etched on everything oh i know i see i've seen that on like curbs and shit like that it's curbs like, and at first i was like well maybe it's because time warner is trying to you know mock where their stuff is you know, <laughs> we, we, you know this is where the line runs you know? but i don't think their stuff is on a park bench and at the wiener stencil you know so i don't know i think when these kangs come up they should really check what the acronyms are because <laughs> copyright infringement yeah i was gonna i was gonna say yeah isn't that copyright because uh you know was it gonna be time warners rolling up really hard in this area uh, comcast don't come out in this bitch <laughs> direct tv's rolling the van <laughs> vans have like peepholes now where they can stick <laughs> pistols out i can't believe i just said pistol dude <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> That's just well. No, I, you know, if you if you've looked, you know, Time Warner guys look a little more thuggish now than they used to. Um, that's true. Well, I think that's just because I mean, the quality of the hiring is just going down. There's <laughs> <laughs> like ex-convicts working for TWC. You know, maybe TWC is a gang now. Maybe you know, it's like maybe they're like, you know what, we gotta we gotta put keep the shit real. <laughs> a little too real. <laughs> oh my god. Oh hey, before we forget, we want to go ahead and uh, update uh, update you guys on a story we released last weekend uh, or Monday because we actually did it on Sunday. So uh, about the whole uh, PS3 Netflix streaming without the disc, uh, which came and this news came out on Monday. Nintendo did the same thing, but a lot less hyped than the PS3. Not really sure why, but uh, Nintendo. Honestly, why are we hyping it? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's cool, but you're basically going, listen, we just did something really cool. You could do the same exact thing you could have done, but without a disc. It's like, <laughs> what, we're supposed to riot in the streets? <laughs> yeah. <pretty much. laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, with all our Wiimotes and shit, you know, we go out That's there and, you know. Start let waving them, them in the sky. Let them know what's up. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, it also came out too on uh, on Monday. So uh, for those of you that have a Wii and missed that news, because yeah, it seemed to be shoveled underneath Sony. Uh, yeah, you just just go to the uh, Nintendo store and pick it up, install it, and 
authenticate your account. A little more of a pain in the ass than the PS3, but we'll get into that a little later. Um, also, sad news this week. Uh, Penthouse creator Bob Guccione passed away at 79 from lung cancer. He lived a long and full life. Definitely. I mean, you know, that guy made, a, was it that Caligula movie? You know, and he, you know, he, he did a lot back when, uh, in the 70s, when you can kind of gloss porn with uh, actual film. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he, he made, he helped a lot of uh, preteen boys become men. Yes. Yeah. And maybe some preteen girls, you know. Whoa. Well, hey, you know, there you can't strictly say that it was a men's magazine because, you know. No, I just, I just got excited for a second. <laughs> Not the preteen part. <laughs> yeah. just, the, just the girl part. Ah. <laughs> uh, Huh. Uh, okay, let's see. What was that tweet now? <laughs> Feeling FBI, little... FBI is going to be listening to this. I know. Seriously, man. got to be careful with that. Wow. Uh, let's see. Tweet. Feeling a little uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, in honor of Bob Gucci, because I know he impacted my life. <laughs> and uh, so, and also, who can forget those penthouse forums? That's the truth. You know, what should have been titled Things That Will Never Happen to You Ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Performed by people that you'll never meet ever. <laughs> what stays in the penthouse form definitely just stays <laughs> in the penthouse form. Uh but um in honor of uh of in honor of Mr. Guccione, um, I think we should have a moment of silence. Okay. Oh, oh. Oh God! Oh, yes. yes. Okay, and we're back. Uh, so, um, but just to let you guys know that if Hugh Hefner passes, you know we'll be doing like an entire series of podcasts on that guy. So yes, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's been a lot of deaths lately, and uh, it's actually been depressing the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. By the way, by the way, um, this is the perfect time to mention this podcast is suggested for 18 and over, <laughs> <laughs> or if you look 18 and over. So oh, uncomfortable. See now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> now you're uncomfortable. Now I'm uncomfortable. Uh. So uh, what's going on with Blizzard right now? With the- so <laughs> Blizzard has had a constant battle with hackers in their games. People, I saw always- I, I did that segue too, by the way. That was actually beautiful, but now that we're explaining the segue, it's not that great anymore. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was the best segue I've ever seen in my life. I know. I know. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start walking all over my article, please. <laughs> so. Company, I was thinking that (laughs) (laughs) this news is relevant and important. (laughs) Kind of bullshit. (laughs) Company taking action against groups selling illegal software. So Blizzard has always been dealing with this with all their games. People are always trying to cheat because for some reason people think they're cool when they win if they cheat, which makes you ultra fail. To be honest. (laughs) Um. This is from IGN. So Blizzard is taking action against groups that are selling hack hacking software used in StarCraft II's online multiplayer mode. The lawsuit first reported by GameSpot was filed earlier this month in a California court. The defendants included three programmers that Blizzard 
alleges develop, sell, and or distribute software designed to hack or modify StarCraft II. So not only is it common sense that you shouldn't be hacking a game, it's also common sense that you shouldn't be cheating in a game, especially on multiplayer. That's dirty. If you want to cheat on a single-player game, go ahead. <laughs> on a multiplayer game, like you're ruining other people's fun. Um, Blizzard has already begun banning and suspending players that are using such hacks. The company recently announced it caught over 5,000 players cheating Jesus. online. But keep in mind, this game hasn't been out for that long. Yeah, when That's did it, when it, did it came, came out? out like July, end of July. Yeah, something like that. It hasn't been out for that long. Uh, quoted from Blizzard, Unfortunately, the gaming experience of legitimate players of StarCraft II is under near constant attack by cheaters, scammers, and other wrongdoers. <laughs> other wrongdoers, like what? <laughs> Cheater? What, what? What's the what's the alternative to cheaters and scammers? You know, wrongdoers. I guess they're calling Superman to come take care of this problem. <laughs> wrongdoers seeking to exploit StarCraft II for their own Ill- illegitimate ends. Damn, Blizzard's just epic in everything, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Continue with the quote. For this reason, Blizzard seeks to protect the sanctity of the StarCraft II gaming experience through both contractual and technical, technical measures. measures. Um, listen, I, I completely agree with Blizzard that people shouldn't be cheating in the game and they should pursue. But the sanctity, really? Save that for, <laughs> save that for Diablo 3 when it comes out, all right? You're going to see a trailer for this now because of just the epicness that they oh. that they let it, they did that. But the thing is, though, is that, you know, I mean – you know, ch- cheating on these things, you know, crack codes or cheats and stuff like that have been around since, remember the old NES stuff? Yeah. You know, you always, you know, hold the controller here, press B three times and <laughs> jump around in a circle and then you'll get an extra, you'll get a fluorescent colored Mario. I mean, what's the benefit really? I mean, you just get the best shit. Is that really it? Yes. I mean, in, si- in single player, it's cool. It's just to goof around. Like a uh, perfect example is Grand Theft Auto. Yes. I mean, you cheat in Grand Theft Auto for all the weapons because you're just goofing off. But, I mean, any self-respecting gamer who isn't a complete and total douchebag does not cheat in multiplayer. So you cheat a lot? No, I don't. I'm not <laughs> even going to feed into that joke. Because this is important. Like, seriously, like for example, the biggest thing is when in MMOs. When people cheat in MMOs, other people are paying a monthly fee to pay that, play that game. That's and you're ruining it for them. You're wasting their money. And if they could see you in real life, they would be kicking your ass. And that's, you know. Yeah. No, I, I agree. that It's it's pretty BS, especially when people are, you know, you've been on the game for like two days and you have like epic of epic, you know, weapons and vessels and stuff. And you got another guy who's like, hey, I've been on here the same amount of time and I'm in this little pissy freighter or whatever. And Yeah. I have a slingshot as a weapon. <laughs> Epic slingshot of slinging. <laughs> Epic slingshot of slinging? Yes. Oh, wow. I said it. <laughs> yeah. is, hey, I'm sorry. This is coming from a guy who named his external hard drive the drive of holding. Wow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> D&D reference for the win. Uh, so I guess we can continue with the blizzard since – Yes, because um, one thing that made me uh, pee myself <laughs> was the Cataclysm trailer hit this week. I saw and, that. That oh, was man, that was just crazy. Blizzard is known for their just their production value on their on their um, 
trailers and their cutscenes for their games. This trailer was gorgeous. I mean, I watched it three times in a row. Oh, by the way, I did post the link to that video on the lazygeeks.com. Yes. Um, <laughs> so watch it there. Don't watch it anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go to Blizzard. Just yeah. watch it at Lazy Geeks. Yeah. Um, I mean, watch the, watch the trailer because it's ridiculous. Even if, I mean, Nomad doesn't even play MMOs and he likes yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, that was just insane. I mean, yeah, I don't like, I, I really don't like MMOs all that much. I mean, I, I just played, um, Star Trek Online for a little while. And, uh, but, uh, that was just like, I was really impressed by just the, in the, what is it? Just the, the production, the production value. value of that whole thing was just insane. Yep. And just the graphics. I mean, it's better than most movie trailers that I've been seeing this year. All right. Well, that I think is going to uh, carry us over. So right now we're going to take a quick break and re-return. We'll get back to the uh, main topics of the day. So keep it real, folks. We'll be right back. Duche National Bank has been serving your community for over a half century. We have always had your best interest at heart. However, in recent times, it appears that your best interest has gotten us into trouble. Applying for multiple credit cards with high interest, taking out mortgages that gave you a fluctuating interest rate, and buying homes you simply couldn't afford. We at Duche National let you do these things. Why? Because we believed you knew what you were getting into. As times are showing us, we were wrong. So as a result, we are looking out for our interest. We are no longer implementing loans because we like your personality or simply wearing a low-cut top. We are pulling in the reins, and even if you have a 1,000 credit score, we still may not give you that loan or even a credit card. Some may call this unfair, but we believe that it's just desserts. We let you dictate our terms before, and look where it got you. High unemployment, record foreclosures, and mounting debt. It makes perfect sense that you paid us our share of that $700 billion bailout. Some people think, well, doesn't that make us square? Not a chance. We at Duche National Bank don't want to see you get in trouble again. For the last 50 years, we served you. Now, it's about time you serviced us. Duche National Bank, member HDIC and equal housing lender. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and trannies. Yeah, can't. Can't can't exclude them. Equal opportunity. Absolutely. And one of the first topics that we're going to bring up is a topic that just seems to keep coming up with Facebook. Oh, my God. So apparently, uh, I don't know how you pronounce this uh, company's name, but uh, Zynga. Let's just call it Vagina. Let's just call it Vagina. Vagina, yeah. Um, uh, I know how to to pronounce Vagina. (laughs) Uh, they uh, are have been uh, sued actually for allegedly sending uh, IDs of over 218 million view um, users. Now, if you're not uh, familiar with uh, Zynga, Zynga, vagina, whatever, um, they make such games on Facebook, and I know a lot of you have played them: Farmville, Mafia Wars, and Cafe World. Which yes, I know. I I, I participate. Well, if I get one more update about your cafe world, <laughs> I do not participate in Facebook games. Uh, but apparently, uh, these guys uh, they, um, what was it? The Wall Street Journal. Uh, here's an article here from the Register, and uh, they were saying that um, 
the actions follow an investigation by the Wall Street Journal that found a large number of Facebook apps, including um, all of the top 10, transmitted, transmitted the unique user IDs of all of those who ran them um, to outside companies. Now, uh, they found Zynga was found to be transmitting personal information about users' friends to outside companies. Now, it remains debatable just how much damage the practice is to user privacy. Both Facebook and Zynga um, have long pledged to not share personal identifiable information with third parties. So the transmittal of the unique user ID would appear to violate that policy. Then again, it's unclear how much information can be gleaned from the IDs of users who have set all their account information to be private. Now, I can kind of see where, well, how much damage can a user ID really be? And, and yeah. just so you know, if you want to know what your user ID is, go to your profile page and then look in your, in your uh, URL bar. That's yeah, your no. ID. Um, but, you know, there, there's a lot of people that still don't know how to privatize everything on their Facebook. So, you know, if you're getting that and you transmit the URL, people can go to that. People who work at these companies could go to that URL and look, see what you look like and, you know, how much information they can get from your stuff. And if you're, you know, so, um, what is it, mechanically retarded, then, yeah, you're going to probably end up revealing a lot about yourself. Yeah, because you can, you can lock Facebook down. I mean, you can make it to the point, I think you and I both have it this way, mm -hmm. where um, if you're not a friend, as a picture is all you're getting. There's <laughs> really, really nothing else you can see. I really wish that they could put, you know, like, default a picture of the finger. Like, if you're not a friend and then somebody comes up on your page, oh, yeah, this person's blocked, flip you off. Just a big screen that says, bugger off. You know, <laughs> you know but um, according to the article, the investigation caught the attention of uh, the U.S. representatives, uh, Edward Mackey and Joe Barton, like the, you know, House of Representatives don't have bigger things to deal with. Um, who wrote Facebook on um, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg a letter grilling him on the practice. Given the number of current users, the rate at which the number grows worldwide and the age uh, and the age range of Facebook users, combined with the amount and the nature of information these user place in Facebook's trust, the, this series of breaches of consumer privacy is cause for concern, they wrote. So... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I know. I mean, one, you know, this isn't the first time Facebook has gotten hit with that. And, I mean, you can kind of say, hey, well, it wasn't Facebook this time. It was another company. But, you know, that company um, that company, they, that, that company runs a lot through Facebook. I mean, yeah. It's Facebook's responsibility to screen who they partner up with. Yeah. I can understand where it's talking about, like, uh, what do you call it, age range? Because, you know, you have kids playing that. and. You know, and that could that could open up a whole nother can of worms. But then, too, you know, um, pe you know, people talk about Facebook, but MySpace did the same thing. Yep. Because remember when they did that option? Oh yeah, we're going to customize your Facebook regarded on your searches and your likes and stuff like that. Well, how do you do that? You get their personal information through exactly. through their um, Facebook. I mean, MySpace. So, but nobody uses MySpace anymore. You know. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, so that that I think is a little. I don't know. It 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 doesn't seem on the surface. It seems like oh my god, they're at it again. But a little deeper, if you have your stuff locked down pretty well, then yeah, you know, you you gotta kind of 
do that. But Facebook has always been sneaky with a lot of those apps that come through. You know, you got to be very, very careful on what those stuff give out. Yeah, just keep your, keep your, basically keep your shit locked down and, you know, just be, be very careful on, you know, what you share on there. If you don't want people to know something, then you probably shouldn't put it out there. If you don't want people to know about that, that night in Thailand, <laughs> don't post about it. Yeah. You no think, mad. <laughs> <laughs> you think, uh, Sapien goes ahead and posts that picture from his bachelor party? No. No. So, that, yeah. It's not even a joke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's enough about Facebook. I'm mean, just one of those things, you know. Uh, right. hey, somebody had a birthday this weekend, or this week, didn't they? Yes. <laughs> uh, it was Nintendo's 25th birthday. That's awesome. Also, you know, Mario's. 25th birthday, yeah. Uh, and we're um, talking about not like Nintendo as the company, but like the game, the uh, game. The NES, I'm the sorry. NES, yeah. Nintendo Entertainment System, yeah. which was originally released in 1985. Uh, I still remember when they when they released it as an entertainment system because video games had gone the way of the dodo. And yeah, I know. <laughs> we released that little funky robot. <laughs> Look, there's a robot that does nothing. <laughs> hey, that robot was awesome. It was cool, but it did nothing. <laughs> yeah, but it was the 80s. I mean, it, it moved. That's, so it was like, what? It moves left to right. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people – I mean, yeah, the Nintendo Entertainment System – was was fun, but it was really important for the American gaming industry. And the American gaming industry was in the toilet uh, when that system came out. And yeah, it, it had, just... before that, you had what was it? You had Atari, you had Intellivision, you know, and all of those. They, you know, what was they? They, they just did nothing. Their games were crap, and yeah. you know, and then they just kind of went way of the dodo. And then Nintendo decided to go ahead and try something a little different. And yeah, they're the reason why we have the consoles we have today. The technology of 8-bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I still remember, like, uh, back in the day, you had a uh, Nintendo, or if you were ghetto, you had a Coleco. <laughs> <laughs> Coleco. Or a Sega Master System. Jeez. Oh, for the five people in America that had that. <laughs> uh. God, I remember having the... remember my brother bought one, and Duck Hunt and Super Mario... Yeah, man. That that was just the shit. I hated that dog. I wanted to shoot the dog. I know, and you never could. That's what laughing at me. Off. Laughing at me. <laughs> to haunt my dreams. <laughs> I remember the, the very first video game I ever played was The Legend of Zelda. Of course. It's the very first game I ever beat, too. And it was the reason I wanted to read. <laughs> I want to know what everyone was saying. Because, uh, oh, well, you know. I was extremely young. I was only one when the system came out. So it uh it makes sense. I wasn't like fifteen. I wanna read. Um I wish I could read. <laughs> Why is he giving me this sword in this cave? Why Oh my god, guy, I remember you know what game pissed me off? Kid Icarus. You know what? It pissed me off, and the game was awesome for the soundtrack. Dude. It was, but it pissed me off so bad, and that was before checkpoints. So if you made it like almost to the top, <laughs> you got killed. You're like mother. Ah, oh, then you got to start uh, all over again. 
You know what game I like that a lot of people look at me funny was Wall Street Kid. Really? I don't know if you remember <laughs> that game, but I used to play the crap out of that game when I was a kid, and I was good at it. And look where you ended up. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know, was you know, was the most important point of that game was that game was kind of sexist because <laughs> the whole point was you had to keep buying bigger and better things for your girlfriend. It's just like a money grubbing whore. <laughs> oh my god! It's like, how about this? I drop you off and I spend my money at the strip club <laughs> all of a day. Um, but the, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, hell, if you got an extra like sixty bucks, go pick one up on eBay and just relive the classics. Cause... or if you even have the um the Nintendo Wii, oh, that's right. You can go to the Nintendo Wii store and download a lot of those old uh Super Mario because I have some of those. And oh my god, when a you... lot of them are timeless. I mean, you'll yeah. still have fun. <laughs> but don't use the um the Wii stick that comes with it. Go and buy the classic controller. <laughs> yeah, don't use your Wii stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Sapien's doing right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but definitely uh, get the old classic controller. Or if you have the old, uh, uh, what do you call it, the GameCube controller, that works pretty well too. But um, use the old-fashioned controller, dude. Just, you know, it gives you that feel. And then when you hear the do-do-do-do-do-do, you know, it's just, it's it's classic. You know, I, um, I, never, I don't think I ever told you, but last Christmas when my, uh, Girlfriend was over. I showed her that, like, look what I got on here. Cause I downloaded it from the Wii store. And she was like, oh, my God. And she got on and she played it like she just played it yesterday. She was just rocking that. You bit. never forget how to play those games. You don't. It is. It's really much like a bicycle. You know, you're just kind of, okay, let's go. Damn. <laughs> An awesome bicycle. An awesome bicycle, yes. Oh, man. But happy birthday, Nintendo. You uh, you gave a lot for my childhood. And took a lot of it away. That's true. That's true. Because <laughs> I didn't play outside. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this week also had a big heartbreak for me. You know, because um, I heard that uh, they were thinking of remaking The Crow. And um, news came out that um, that uh, they were looking to get Mark Wahlberg to um, play uh, Brandon Lee's character from the original. That doesn't even make any fucking sense. It, it, it really doesn't, because what is he going to be, an, uh, a rap, a rapper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is Marky Mark going to be playing? Uh... And I, I like Mark Wahlberg. I, I do too, but he's not he's not that kind of person. Yeah. He's, he's not that kind of actor, because you really see the characters that he plays. He plays pretty much dicks. He's either a tough guy or – well, he's not playing a dick. He's playing a Boston guy, because that's where he's from. He's playing a well, Boston dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I mean, because, like, you've seen him try a role outside of that, and it was, what, The Happening? And that he had... That whole movie was... (laughs) (laughs) He had two expressions in that movie. And, uh, but that's a whole nother rant right there. There is no need to remake The Crow. Brandon Lee was amazing in that movie. Yeah, he was a kung fu guy. A lot of people weren't even sure what kind of movie The Crow was going to be. And uh, he that movie was badass. That dude. movie is timeless. And uh, he, you know, and yeah, Brandon Lee was killed in a reshoot on that film. And uh, but uh, I, I really I, I Mark Wahlberg. No. And it just goes back to my whole pissed off view of remaking Hollywood, uh, remaking movies anyway. I mean, 
you know, they always say like, oh, Hollywood's suffering, Hollywood's suffering. Well, yeah, you make remake crap all the time. I mean, how many remakes do we have this year? We have, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. We had a... Uh, how many remakes didn't we have? It's yeah. Shorter list. Yeah, the A-Team and all of that stuff. It's just like... Which, know, I mean, a lot of them, I mean, I enjoyed the A-Team, you know, I mean, but it's just, <laughs> make original stuff. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is, is like with all these people that are trying to get into the entertainment industry, writers and directors and stuff like that, that they can't work on original ideas. I mean, look at Inception this year. That was a completely original film done on a big budget and it made, you know, gazillion of dollars. You know, there's just like that didn't make any sense, but whatever. There's so much fail in that sense. I don't even know how to, that in order to start. But (laughs) it's just, it was just one of those things. I mean, I can understand if we have a movie that was probably cheesy, it could have been good, it didn't really do all that well, maybe you want to remake it and try again at it. Okay. But if you have a movie that has a certain amount of of a certain fan base, like Clash of the Titans, a lot of people like Clash of the Titans because it was kind of cheesy. Yeah. Because it did have that old claymation kind of feel to it, and and then you make it in a big budget action, it loses a lot of its appeal. For me, it's just a really kind of a a point of just sitting there going, if we stop going to these, the movie industry will be forced to change. And as myself, you know, a struggling writer, you know, you, you want the opportunity there, but because, oh, well, it's, it requires the audience to think too much. Well, Inception didn't have that problem, and it made so many millions of dollars. Honestly, I think it's insulting. I mean, Hollywood seems to think that we're all stupid. You, you know, know, that we we're not going to get anything above, like, a action movie with lots of explosions <laughs> exactly and i mean when you did the when they did films early on back at the beginning of the 20th century the, mo- the movies didn't have dialogue they they showed some kind of uh flashcards to say you know whatever the character was saying or just something really quick and um, because most of the people were immigrants and they really didn't speak good english they didn't <laughs> speak good english uh, i'm one of those wow. Yeah. Speak English well. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and that's what they were designed for. But as, you know, society has evolved and we've evolved, you know, we, we can handle dialogue. We can handle subtext. We can handle all of these different things, you know. Uh, and Hollywood needs to understand and react to that and say, okay, maybe we should try making a little different movies instead of, you know, these mindless remakes and keep doing them because, oh, I like this movie as a as a kid so we can remake it. My big thing was, was like Planet of the Apes. I yeah. love the original Planet of the Apes. Charlton Heston, Timeless. Roddy McDowell, and then Tim Burton went and fucked it up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not even going to – I'm not – and did, I mean, Mar- it, it and did Mark Wahlberg cool. not learn anything from Planet of the Apes? I mean, uh I mean, the, the thing is, is that they'll remake these movies. Planet of the Apes, for example, Planet of the Apes looked awesome. The new one, it looked awesome. Yeah, the makeup was great. But that's the thing is, that's not that wasn't the the only reason people watched the original because it looked awesome for its time. That movie was deep. It had a lot of social commentary. I mean, it was a good movie. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know? and you could see all of that in the film, and that's what made that movie a great movie. 
And uh, I, I just really think that it's high time that people start to learn and just go, you know what? I'm tired of seeing these movies. I'm not going to go see them. Maybe eventually you'll they'll put in to work writers or actors or, you know, uh, directors that have new ideas and want to put them up on the screen. And maybe people will actually watch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but given talking about The Crow, which was actually based on what, All Hallows' Eve, uh, yeah. this week or this coming weekend – Okay, now, based on the when the podcast is released, uh-huh. which will be Monday, so that following Sunday will be Halloween. So, Sapien and I have been kind of talking about movies that we like, scary movies that, that kind of, that stood the test of time, but also kind of mean something to us. Right. So, we kind of came up with a list of our, of our own kind of scary movies. So uh now these movies might not necessarily be scary. They might just be um just suspenseful. Suspenseful or just even just important to pop culture in general, like something that everybody knows is remembered and really just changed the game a little bit. Or just mind fuck you. <laughs> That's the worst way. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> So, you want to go first or show? Uh, I I'll go first because I'm awesome. Um, <laughs> oh, I want <laughs> I want to throw out Rosemary's Baby. Oh this movie man, freaked me out, dude. That is a creepy movie, dude. The chick gets raped by the devil. I'm... Right, and I was telling you, like, you would think the devil would be kind of a good lay because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the king of sin. You know what I mean? Uh, Going back to the previous uh, penthouse forums thing that we were talking about. <laughs> The Rosemary's Baby just freaked me out because it just has that that I've always said this to Nomad that um the devil whether you're religious or not the devil is that classic enemy you know what I mean yeah. that classic yeah. enemy that you that makes you shit your pants <laughs> <laughs> you know and I just think that and that movie stands the test of time and when that movie came out in '68 didn't it yeah yeah and it's still scary right now like you go watch it right now 2010. Wait till 2011 if you want. It'll still, <laughs> still, still freak you out. Um, well, my movie, one of my picks that I'm throwing out there, I think is the scariest movie of all damn time, The Exorcist. <laughs> I mean, that I I got the Blu-ray version, and I'll be reviewing that later on um, on the website. But uh, I put that on, and that movie still still scares the ever-living shit out of me. Yep. Yet I'm, again, going to the, the devil as the, as yeah. the enemy. And and that's and another thing too is just it's so graphic for the time. I mean, it was done in '74, I think, and you know, it, it's just was it that long ago? Yeah, it was early '70s. Wow. And that's the thing is, like, I look at it and I'm just like, oh my god, this is so twisted. Because here is Linda Blair; she's like 13 years old and playing this possessed you know, little girl and some of the stuff she does. And it's not so much horror filled. It's just like disturbing because like you'll have the mom going through her breakdown, trying to find people to help her. And then the, you know, trying to gather the priest and stuff. And then you have the scream coming from the room. They all run up there and then suddenly it's, you know, you're just like, Holy shit. What the hell? And it really does freak the crap out of you. The devil is definitely not a nice party guest. (laughs) Unless you want to get everybody to leave, then yeah. 
Yeah. He kind of ruins the mood. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> All right, moving moving right along. Um, I actually put a classic up here, and I'm going to explain why it's it's so important um, pop culture-wise. A movie that came out in 1927. This is a silent film um, by the name of The Man Who Laughs. This movie's about um, – Oh my God! It was, it was a long time ago. I was born in 1918, and the movie. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, his his father um, gets executed because he pissed off the king, and um, someone he's a young young kid, and the doctor disfigures his face so he has a permanent smile. Doesn't he, um, doesn't he end up like in some kind of like circus or something like that? Yeah, and then he ends up in the circus because really, what other job are you gonna get? And then he falls in love with this other chick who's blind. It's actually a really good movie. Um, it is considered a horror movie. It, I mean, if you watch it right now, it's not going to scare you. It, it might creep <laughs> you out because, I mean, the makeup was actually fantastic. Looks like the Joker. The, the... That's the thing, and that's the pop culture reference. Um, the way the Joker looks uh, from the DC comics was inspired by um, the character in this movie. But keep in mind, only physical appearance, not yes, the not. persona. Because the man in the man who laughs is is a is like a kind, gentle soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of a tragic, kind of a tragic figure. Yeah, he's not a psychopath that kills everybody. <laughs> but um, great movie. If you haven't seen it, you can actually watch it on YouTube. Um, just go check it out. Um, my uh my next one is a uh, a classic for those of us that were. Grew up in the 80s. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And I'm talking the original 1984 movie. Um, because with Johnny Depp. With Johnny Depp, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not so much of a – I mean it's still considered a horror classic. But I think it is really more suspense and just screws with your head because for me, I think we're – the most vulnerable a person can be is in your sleep. In your dreams, where an area where you have no control, and it's actually kind of funny too, because last night on um, bu- the Biography Channel they uh, premiered a uh, tr- inside story, and um, it was all about the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. So I I think it's really just a cool, a cool s- scary flick. Like you want to just like kind of freak out. I mean, the whole Johnny Depp getting sucked into uh, the bed and all that blood coming crazy. out of it, you know, and. I, when, I, when he came out, when uh, Freddy came out the wall, though, and the crazy <laughs> thing is, is that wasn't CGI. They didn't no. have CGI like back then. No. That was a real effect, man. And yeah, that was and that's, and that's what I think makes it makes it cool. Yeah, you know, you have the cheesiness of the of the eighties and stuff like that. And <laughs> when he pops out behind the tree, yeah, <laughs> you know, and but you know, Robert England made that his own. Yeah, that was his character, and um, I, I think that's always a good popcorn movie for Halloween night. For Christmas night. It's yeah. just a good movie. <laughs> Easter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> watch it at your next Hanukkah. <laughs> Whichever day of Hanukkah you would like to watch it on. Exactly. Kwanzaa. Watch it on Kwanzaa. <laughs> All right. What, else, what do you got there? Uh, so I have a movie that might not have scared other people. It's going to piss out of me. Um, <laughs> Arachnophobia. Now, this movie's cool because it's kind of funny, too. But I have a problem with insects. And it, it stems all the way back to my childhood. Um, but if I see a lot of insects crawling at the same time, it freaks me right the fuck out. Um, and this movie had that a lot. So um, it was it was a, it was a good movie. Though. It was funny, it was campy. You know, it was a good time. 
Um, I just threw it on here because um, in my childhood, it was it, I can remember it so well because it had a lot of fucking spiders in it, <laughs> basically. Hence the name arachnophobia. Exactly. <sighs> Moving uh, along. <laughs> um, for me, this movie was always um, just always freaky. Uh, I mean, it had a big ending, but just all the stuff that happened prior to the ending was just kind of was creepy and uh, was, uh, again, back in the 80s romp, poltergeist. Um, you know, you have a girl that gets sucked into a TV. Um, you hear the voice. I mean, there's that one scene where that the camera crew and the guy starts ripping his face off, you know, because he has a piece of flesh hanging off and he ends up ripping his entire face off. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, definitely, uh, like that movie. And I watched that last Halloween and that still kind of creeped me out a little bit. It's a good movie, man. Mm. So my next movie on the list is, um, when I first wanted to watch this movie, someone told me it was a sci-fi flick. So I got (laughs) excited because I like sci-fi movies. Um, Event Horizon. (laughs) It scared the living daylights out of me. It was, it was really freaky because... It has that claustrophobic thing because obviously you can't just walk out in space when you're, you're like, I'm done and just leave. Right. Um, so they're all stuck on the ship and then it has it, – it's real cool because it has a scientific end to it and it kind of touches on, well, you know, what if that actually happened? Like something crazy like that. But then it – the suggestiveness, like there was a part when um, – I don't know you know what I'm talking about. Uh, when it flashes, like there's no light. Oh, right, 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 right. They've been standing in this room for like – 10 minutes talking and then all of a sudden the lights flash and you see on the back wall there's like blood everywhere yeah. <laughs> and they're all like what <laughs> but um the, the movie um again plays on demonic type stuff but it's just the craziest it's nuts i'm seeing a pattern develop with you i'm scared of the devil <sighs> i think next on my list and this kind of this particular one goes with the the uh, 40s version, as well as the one that came out in the in the 90s, uh, Dracula, because I think Bella Lugosi and uh, and I love saying that name, Bella Lugosi, uh, and uh, Gary Oldman were probably two of the best Draculas. Yeah, that I that I ever seen. George Hamilton wasn't bad when he did uh, Love at First Bite, but um, uh, y- you had uh. You know, Bella Lugosi is the creepy Dracula, and it just, it just really had this smoothness and very seductive. And that's the one thing I think I liked about both of them is they were very, very much sexual creatures. Well, that's how Dracula was supposed to be. Exactly, and uh, he wasn't some crazy brute. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I thought that the just their their performances enhanced it a lot. Just the the way that they they portrayed it, they owned it, and they just they knew these little nuances that were seductive yet creepy and it's like that kind of guy like i i i don't really i shouldn't really be hanging out with this person but i'm kind of taken with him nomad nomad was seduced by bella lagosi and um you know it's 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 a night i don't forget so you know. ah, <laughs> those three those three uh vampire chicks that he has oh might have worked for me <laughs> ridiculous oh man good movie though it is it is all right, so my next one was actually Nightmare on Elm Street, but we already <laughs> we already covered that one. Uh, this so this next one then is on both of our lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Shining, man. Yes. And this movie, 
and I was talking about this a little bit before we started recording. Um, it's scary. Yeah, it's a scary movie because it's fearful because he it's someone losing their mind. Yeah, which is the craziest and scariest thing to think about. Like, what if you lost your mind? Because that's all you you are your mind. So yeah. if you lose it, you're gonna turn into a different person. But I also like the movie too because it had everything. It had some comedy in it too. Um, it just it was such a good movie. Like definition of a great movie. I mean, and it's so so related in pop culture. I mean, yeah. it's so ingrained in everything. You know, here's Johnny hmm. and um, the the two little girls at the end of the hallway. It's such a it's such a cool movie because this was actually my the next movie on my list too <laughs> was uh The Shining and uh yeah and it's Jack I mean you can't really Jack, go wrong on. with Jack you know um so he, he he stopped watching a basketball game for a moment to record an epic movie exactly exactly <laughs> um so the next movie on my list which I think is probably just as freaky is um Silence of the Lambs yeah I mean you know the it. <sighs> The one, the killer dude that, you know, put the lotion in the basket. You know, that dude is. <laughs> that was the comic relief, I thought. That... <laughs> and, uh, and of course, Hannibal Lecter himself. I mean, and what made Hannibal Lecter so much more creepy is because he's really refined. He's yeah. that non-tip that. He doesn't seem crazy. Yeah. You know, he's the guy you would see at a dinner party or the, the, the opera. And then, you know, the whole fava beans and a nice Chianti. So next on my list, and I'm just lumping all these movies together because it's pretty much the same thing, um, Friday the 13th. <laughs> I mean, this is your definition slasher flick. I mean, <laughs> and it had all the textbook, like, it actually it wrote all the textbook what not to do and <laughs> what not really to does. do and what to do in horror movies. I mean, the virgin never died. Um, dumb blonde big boob chick is always going to run upstairs. I don't oh, know what the hell you're going to do up there. Um, people have sex in the most random locations. Like yeah. I'm in, I'm in an abandoned um, <laughs> an abandoned camp out in the middle of the woods, and it's completely dark all around me. Let's have sex. Why not? Exactly. Slaughter. Also, one thing, too, is if you really pay attention, the backstory is actually um, really good. Where he was a kid, like a disfigured kid in the camp, and everyone made fun of him, and right, drowned, right. and nobody saved him. And the reason why he doesn't, like, his mom was this hyper Christian lady, and then, like, all the camp counselors were, like, horny teenagers that would just drink and have sex all the time. So that's right. why he kills everybody. Right, right, right. Like that. So there's a reason. To, there's a method to the madness. But you have to pay attention. <laughs> it's kind of, like, briefly told, and then he just kills everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My next one, it's sci-fi. Alien. I'm talking the original Alien, because that just yeah. was freaking creepy. Um I mean, and it, and it did kind of, you know, play on, on the fears of you're stuck in space. There's nowhere to go. Claustrophobic thing. Yeah, you're, you, you come across this alien spacecraft and suddenly, you know, people start getting impregnated and killed and eaten by these things and, you know, fighting them off. And, you know, this is what made Sigourney Weaver really a star. Yeah. And uh, this, that movie is just creepy. And uh, Ridley Scott, of course. And then, of course, who can forget the John Hurt part where he slowly – the alien rips out of his chest and goes across the table. And uh, it's just – Game over, man. 
<laughs> Love it, dude. Oh, man. I don't know if you just noticed, but we got our asses kicked. <laughs> uh, and that's from Aliens, just so you guys know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm explaining to the audience in case they go, I don't remember hearing that in Alien. Um, but uh, it, it's just, it is a cool movie, and it is a kind of a creepy movie. And I, I've always liked it. I've always been a fan of it. Uh, so what's your uh, what's your next one? Um, Pet Cemetery, man. That is a creepy movie. It was a creepy movie. I mean, it's Stephen King. Yeah. Who kind of really just messes with you with, with some <laughs> of his stuff. Um, but basically, the kid dies and the father's upset and buries him in a pet cemetery. <laughs> that <laughs> that was made over Indian burial grounds. Now, isn't it always Indian burial grounds? Oh, of course. It's all the same thing from a uh, culture guys. Yeah. Indian burial grounds. You, just move, the, you just move the head plots. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So Indian Barrow Gun, so the kid comes back, and, you know, the father thought that was a great idea, but I guess he's never heard of a zombie before. So, you know, what are you going to do? But the movie is iconic. I mean, it's 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 a great – when you say when you think of Stephen King, too, everybody usually remembers this movie. Um, it's just a really creepy-ass movie. The book is even worse, though. So. If you think the movie is scary, read the book. You're going to shit yourself. <laughs> oh, man. Um what do you got, man? I got uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, it's, it's just such a twisted, twisted movie. First introduction of Leatherface. And, uh, yeah, that's just a creepy movie. Um, you know, they, they always say, oh, based on a true story. It really wasn't because there really was no chainsaw and it really wasn't a massacre. But um, it uh, the movie itself was is pretty twisted. And, you know, you got a guy wielding a chainsaw. I mean – the guy is wearing the mask of someone else's face over his head. So Yeah, that's pretty disturbing. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, you know, Sapien tried it last Halloween and it, it didn't quite work out so well. No, it yeah. didn't at all. And uh, the guy was pissed. Too. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> my next movie. Now, I'm going to it's two movies. Okay? <laughs> Evil Dead and Evil Dead Dead by Dawn. Now, the reason I'm making it two movies cuz I don't remember where the quotes are from. <laughs> I'm gonna, um, I'm not gonna add Army of Darkness because that wasn't that was funny. It was a great movie, but it wasn't scary. Yeah. Um, Evil Dead is anytime you think of like a B horror flick, <laughs> if Evil Dead doesn't come into your mind, you're doing it wrong. Okay. <laughs> First of all, this movie was directed by the same person who directed the goddamn Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Sam Raimi. Yes. It has Bruce Campbell in it. Who you can't go wrong there. You got Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell is a badass. Yeah. Um, my favorite line, and I think this is Dead by from Dead by Dawn, was okay. Oh well, let me set it up. They're in a they're in a cabin in the woods. Um, and there's this this book uh, called the Necronomicon. And it basically summons this grand evil outside, you know, that's trying to kill them. And it goes away when the sun comes up. I don't know. It's, just, it's typical B freaking horror flick shit. So <laughs> the best thing <laughs> is this chick goes out in the woods because they're all retarded, you know, so they all go out in the woods. Um, this chick goes out in the woods and the trees, not only the trees. Okay, I did say trees. Um, <laughs> kick her ass, right? Not only that, but they kind of looked like they were raping her too. I don't know if you remember that scene, but it looked like it was getting kind of frisky. Not, not quite. She comes, but... No, check this out. She comes back from the woods and comes into the house all scratched up and everything. The first thing out of Bruce Campbell's mouth is, "Did something in the woods do this to you?" Oh my god! <laughs> Literally, 
in like a 50 mile radius there is woods. <laughs> like, no, I was at Walmart and I fell over. <laughs> yeah, you know that line at Subway is pretty freaking epic, man. Everybody, everybody wants their uh, their five dollar sub. subs. Seriously, what is your last movie, sir? <laughs> my last movie is Seven, uh, by one of my favorite directors, David Fincher, and uh, starred Brad Pitt and uh, and Morgan Freeman and I and Kevin Spacey. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people know this movie. Uh, killer goes around killing people based on the seven deadly sins. Mm. Uh, freaky movie. Really, really kind of creepy, especially the way it was filmed and everything like that. I, I, I just thought it was, it's a great, it's a great movie as being like even just a crime movie, not so much even just as a, as a, as a horror movie, but it is a still a freaky, freakier than shit movie. <laughs> Unfortunately, like I was telling you, I missed this movie. I never saw it. Gotta see it. I know. I'm going to have to pick this one up. Yeah. I'll loan it to you. You better. (laughs) And what (laughs) is your last movie? My last movie is actually a relatively um, newer movie called The Orphanage. Now, this movie is actually in Spanish. Um, There's English subtitles. And I usually don't go for the subtitle movies. Really? You you finally subjected yourself to your wife's uh, movie choices? (laughs) <laughs> that's enough. Because uh, <laughs> he knows he's going to get in trouble for that later. <laughs> no, the movie – now, it is true. Uh, my, <laughs> my my family members are the ones – for anyone who doesn't know, my wife is uh, Salvadorian. A lot of Spanish in my house, and I don't speak a lick of it. I know the curse words is about it. So – she wanted me to watch this movie. She said there's English subtitles. I'm like, eh. eh. I mean, the subtitles are only on for me. You know, everybody else knows what everyone's saying. Um, who directed the damn movie? I can't remember. It's the same person who directed Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, it, that's um, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yes. And if I'm incorrect, and someone correct me or fuck off. I don't care. Um, <laughs> the movie's about these people move into what used to be an orphanage. It's a lot of weird stuff is going on. Bangs and stuff. And there's a huge twist at the no, end. No, it was directed by uh, Juan Antonio. What's his name? Uh, Juan Antonio Bayona. Okay, thank you for the correction. I thought I thought it was the same person as. No, I I IMDb it. This movie is seriously a must-watch. I mean, the twist at the end, literally, it's it's so big of a twist, it makes you do that where you put your hand over your mouth and you have really wide eyes. Like, (gasps) (laughs) pick this movie up, struggle through the subtitles. It's it's a must-watch for anybody's collection. Have you seen this movie? No, actually, I haven't seen this movie. Well, it was presented by Guillermo del Toro, but oh. it wasn't directed by him. So yeah, but still, that's a heavy act. That's a heavy yeah. Crack. That's yeah. Um, everybody, go watch this movie right now. Drop what you're doing. And go watch the <laughs> orphanage. No, it's a really good movie. Um, drop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin. <laughs> talk about horror movies. Um, <laughs> It, it just really – I put it on here because, one, it scared the crap out of me, and it also – it was so surprising to me because I thought I wasn't going to like it because it was – not because it's in Spanish. All right, I'm not trying to start shit. I'm just saying because I personally hate – like if I want to read a book, I'll get a goddamn book. <laughs> that, that's my <laughs> thing. You know. But really just pick it up. It's a really good movie, really well written and directed, and uh, that's the last movie on my list. That's the last movie on your list. Boom. All right, so and boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> All right. So, so next we've got coming up right now, we've got a couple of quick reviews that we want to kind of throw out at you. So, uh, as we told you last week, we were definitely going to be looking up at the uh, PS3 and uh, Netflix, and we checked out the Wii Netflix. So, uh, Sapien decided to take on the PS3 Wii, uh, Netflix. Yep, because that's the only system I own. <laughs> and you call yourself a geek. <laughs> I'm a broke-ass geek. <laughs> uh, oh, man. What you um, think of it? The PS3 Netflix, and I was talking to Nomad about the F. When I came over, I told Nomad, I like this stuff. But then I kind of reevaluated my stuff. Uh, it, it's completely different, the interface. Um, it's the speed of it is ridiculous. Ridiculous. It is. I mean, yeah. it loads. First of all, the main point is you don't have to put the disc in, which sounds kind of insignificant. But if you use it on a regular basis, it's <laughs> fucking significant because <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. Yes, I've um, been using it a lot this week. <laughs> right. Uh, so basically, it's like it's it's like a little app that sits in the the PlayStation Three menu under video, and literally five seconds, I'm in the menu. Yeah. Looking at movies, you know. Um, the movies load incredibly quick i do notice that the movies load incredibly faster but they're kind of pixelated at first so i think that which is fine but i think that um they're getting the movie in at a bad quality and then it comes back it comes up a little sharper while you're watching it's like the first five seconds it's like pixelated but it's, it's not that big of a deal yeah. um they're just trying to get the movie out to you, <laughs> so, you know, um the the selection is is like always great selection. Um, they have a lot of classics on there. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but that's the PS3 side. I mean, it's very good, it's quick. Uh, the menu does take a little getting used to. Um, but once you get used to it, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, how was the Wii? The Wii. Oh, the Wii one. I was actually a little disappointed with, only in the reason that um, because I had you know like you tried out the PS3 version. Um, the Wii side has some of the same attributes that the, the, the PS3 one has. Like, uh, if you use the Wii stick, you know, you hold, uh, the finger over the, a movie, the little... Wait, if, if you use the what? <laughs> if you use the Wii stick. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, and you hold the finger over the title, you'll actually get, uh, a quick kind of description of the film. Uh, but, um, the one thing, it, it didn't really have a lot of flash and it didn't really have a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know. I guess they just didn't seem to take as much time because the, the interface looked kind of the same as it did with the Netflix disc. Um, but they just had a couple of little enhancements to it. You can add things to your queue from there. Um, you can search a broader base of movies. So it had some of the same functions. Um, I don't, I think, but given that it is Nintendo, it probably went for more of, uh, of uh functionality. functionality than than uh functionality fashion. than feng shui <laughs> all in all i think it worked out really well um and either uh, way you're going to be able to watch netflix movies exactly without and that's the really the only point it doesn't exactly. really matter what it looks like yeah but it does look pretty good on the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's uh right now enough to take a break so we're going to go ahead and take a little break and when we come back we'll be re- We'll be presenting our douchebag list and uh, a few other things. So sit tight and uh, we'll be right back. Financial crisis, skyrocketing foreclosures, outsourcing, 
company CEOs earning stellar financial compensation, and the people of America are left flipping the bill. The people we send to Washington and our state's capital seem to be failing us at an astronomical rate. Are you tired of not being listened to? Tired of your elected officials simply ignoring the will of the people and looking out for their own interests? That is why I'm here asking for your support. I'm Jack Jackson, and I am looking for your vote to be America's first emperor. Jack Jackson is looking for your vote. Jack Jackson on healthcare. As emperor, all healthcare companies will have to play by my rules. If they refuse to comply, they will sit and watch me have sex with their wives and mistresses. If that doesn't work, I will force them to listen to Justin Bieber music until their ears bleed or they comply. If that fails, I will kick them out of the country, because I'll be the emperor, and I can do that. Jack Jackson on jobs. I'll keep all the working class jobs here, and I'll outsource all the management jobs. Jack Jackson on diversity. I believe everyone has the right to do what they want to be happy. And if you don't get what you want, then maybe you are just an asshole. So, on November 3rd, vote for Jack Jackson. Because you've had other assholes running the country. Why not give this one a shot? Paid for by Jack Jackson for Emperor. Welcome back. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh... Now we're going to, I think, uh, head into our uh, douchebags. So, my first douchebag of the week is Obama's drug czar. Now, according to the article that I got here from the Daily News, uh, that's a, a local L.A. paper, uh, federal officials haven't ruled out taking legal action if California voters approve a ballot initiative that will legalize recreational marijuana use in the state. Wow. Yeah. Uh, President Barack Obama's drug czar said Wednesday. This goes back to what, was, what we were saying last week about voting doesn't matter anymore. Exactly. Uh, in the phone interview, the Associated Press uh, – with the Associated Press, director of the National Drug Control Policy, Gil – Kurkowski, well, let's just call him Gil Pansy, uh, said Justice Department officials are looking at all, at their options for responding to the measure, which would conflict with federal laws classifying marijuana as an illegal drug. Um, amongst them, he said, is the following: the recommendation nine of the former of the nation's former drug enforcement agency chiefs made last month in a letter to the Attorney General Eric Holder having Obama sue to overturn Prop 19 as an affront to federal authority. This is just retarded. This guy is a complete douchebag. They wonder why people don't want to vote. This is why. Because if the government or somebody doesn't like what the people voted, they will take it to court. Yep. And then somebody will say, oh, well, it's unconstitutional, and there we go. Homeboy here gets a douchebag award. We've mentioned this in the last two podcasts, I think about Prop 19, but for me, I just want people to know, I'm not a pothead, so it, it affects me none, but the fact of the matter is, is I think it, drug-wise, it's not the most offensive of any of the drugs that are out there. I'm not saying legalized crack or anything like that, but, um, you know, although I'm sure there's some people that would like that. But yeah, crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for me, I just think, nah, nah, this, this... This is just ridiculous. So, yeah. Guild douchebag, you you got the. Uh, it's whatever happened to state rights. It's exactly, it, it, it's gone. There is no state rights. Um, 
All right. So number two, for those of you that saw, um, I believe it was, what was it, Monday nights or Tuesday nights uh, Yankees game? I think it was Tuesdays. I think. Uh, you know. Mondays. Who knows? <laughs> uh, we have here. Yankee fan dragged off the field because he wanted to choke a rod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now most people uh, now just to, <laughs> most people probably want to choke a rod anyway. Yeah, and I'm not against that. I want to choke a rod. Yeah, but I'm not going to run on the field. Yeah. So say you have so this article comes from uh, a, the asylum dot com and uh, <laughs> fits. Okay, uh-huh. say you've got a massive crush on Cameron Diaz, and you're also a diehard Yankee fan. Why not kill two birds with one stone by heading over to Yankee Stadium to cheer on your team while also running out on the field um, to off Alex Rodriguez, the paramour of your object's affection? Such uh, was the multitasking behavior of a flaming nutbag, Grim LaRouche. Okay, Grim LaRouche, yeah, he's already a douchebag. Yep. Just having that name makes him a douchebag. What's his first name? Grim. Grim? Yeah. That's what his life is. <laughs> Who stormed the field during Monday night's Yankees playoffs game and charged after the third baseman in an attempt to choke him and win over Cameron Diaz. Uh, the, does, the, does Grim have to choke a bit? In <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, it goes, in parentheses, it goes, sorry to burst your bubble, Mr. LaRouche, but... Um, A-Rod is perfectly capable of choking without your assistance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the Daily News reports that LaRouge uh, wasn't carrying any weapons, but he was armed with a photo of Rodriguez, whose face was crossed out with a, uh, with a, drawn, uh, with a drawn-on gun pointing toward, the head, toward his head. Um, to make, me- uh, make sure he got the message across, he wrote, You gotta go, buddy. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) a lunatic, man. Now they had on this, the website, they show the video of the guy and they said, um, to, uh, keep reading, watch the video of, uh, LaRouge on field arrest, as well as the pissed off fan who requested that he get the taser treatment. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) When you got fans over there going, tase him. You know you're pretty much a douchebag. Yep. I mean, oh my god. Uh, some people. Now and forever, a <laughs> douchebag. Uh, so that's my number two douchebag for the week. Uh, last but not least, my number one. This actually dropped, this news dropped yesterday. Um, now this comes from CNN.com. NPR's president and CEO defended Thursday the network's decision to terminate the contract of of Juan Williams after the news analyst makes remarks elsewhere that she said veered from analyst into opinion, adding that it is not the first time. Uh, Juan Williams is a news analyst, and he's not a commentator, and he is not a columnist. Uh, see, here's the thing. Uh, Juan Williams went on the Bill O'Reilly show. Now, he has actually been, he is one of those, uh, uh, what do you call, analysts for Fox News. Right. Uh, now, Bill O'Reilly had invited him on to his show um, and was seeking a comment from Williams on O'Reilly's own controversial remarks 
on The View about Muslims. Because he's still on that topic. Yeah, because he's still <laughs> on that topic. And here is what Williams said. Look, Bill, I'm not a bigot. You know the kind of books I've written about the civil rights movements in this country. But when I get on a plane, I got to tell you, if I see people who are in Muslim guard and think, and I, and I think, you know, they are identifying themselves first and foremost as Muslims, I get worried. I get nervous. Now, here is where the problem is. He makes these comments, not stating that they're the views of NPR or even Fox. He's making an own personal assessment of himself. And you know what? To be honest, I think a lot of people have that view. That if, you, if yeah. you're if you on a plane and you see these guys coming on there, there is just a slight little thing that, oh my God. We're I mean, it's, it's in the back of your mind. I mean, it's not... It doesn't mean you're a racist. It's it's a basic human instinct. Exactly. You know, people who are similar to that have done this. Exactly. So you're you're reserved to be completely trustworthy of the person. Yeah. And the problem with that is that NPR decided to fire him over those statements, saying that because he is an analyst, not a commentator or a columnist, he under the under NPR's rules, he cannot voice his own opinions. Mm. We've relied on him for years over um, over the years to give us perspective on the news, not to talk about his opinions. One, he's not talking on NPR time. Yeah, he's on Fox News. NPR is not flitting the bill for this one. And of all the networks to share your weird <laughs> opinions, he's on Fox <laughs> News. Yeah, and so my my big concern is is that. How far does your boss go to limit what you can say? You can't even take a piss. Exactly because your boss knowing. Because this 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 one this this one goes further beyond than the whole Rick Sanchez thing. Because yeah. you know Rick Sanchez was bad mouthing his employers, but essentially calling his employers racist. <laughs> That's a little different. This guy is saying this is my opinion. I and and to be honest, I feel this way. And he wasn't even – I mean to be completely honest, he wasn't even being um, rude to Muslims. No. He was just saying that he has this emotion, emotional um, feeling if he sees him come on a plane. And honestly, I mean you know, September 11th and all. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I mean and the thing is is that he didn't even say what Bill O'Reilly said. You know, yeah, that's Bill, Bill O'Reilly got away scot-free. Yeah. You know, and, and I look at it and I'm just like, well, wait, where – how does this even work? How do you, um, how do you justify um, saying that? Oh well, he can't express his own opinion on something that's not affiliated with us because he works for us. I that just uh, that I think really has, you know, uh, very very wrong implications. I think because here's another thing too that um, it's kind of related to this, but. You know how um, – what do you call it? Uh, John Stewart and Stephen Colbert having their you know, fight for sanity march? Yeah. NPR released a press statement saying that anybody that goes to those things because it is considered a political rally will be terminated from NPR. So you can't even go there on your free time. What is with NPR? I know. And this is, this is taxpayer funded. So you know – Watch NPR. I know. Who does? Nobody does. I forgot they existed until you brought this <laughs> to my attention. To be completely honest. 
Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is, is that, you know, NPR is taking the stance of like, well, you are you work for us, so you can't do anything outside of of this. We own you essentially. Slavery, really? He could he could cry slavery. You know who else does that? Hmm. Playboy. If you're a Playboy playmate, you can't do modeling for anybody else for a certain amount of time. Well, the only difference is it makes sense for Playboy, <laughs> and they're naked. If... Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying like for a Playboy, it makes sense because um. You know, that's a talent. Well, you're hot. So I guess it's considered a talent. So you don't want to share that talent with other people. You're, right. you're an analyst for the news, dude. I mean, I, I think I think you can be, go other places. It's not that big of a deal. For violation of the First Amendment. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, I'm going that far. I, I, I have, I, I have, yes, yes, I have decided to use the First Amendment in this. Um, I am giving NPR the douchebag of the week. And it's well-deserved. Exactly. And also, um, thanks for reminding me they exist. <laughs> but all right, go ahead and uh, let's hear what uh, Sapien's douchebag list is. I have some douche douches. You do have some yeah. It's funny. Is... It, it's funny, too, because you have, like, the, the funny ones, and I had all the, like, hardcore real-life ones. <laughs> I know. So uh, going right off of that... Um... <laughs> Dropped phone leaves man otherwise engaged in toilet. Uh, this is from – how do you pronounce it? Reuters? Reuters. Whatever. What he said. Um, a Chinese man who got his arm stuck in a toilet pipe in an attempt to retrieve his dropped mobile phone was freed by rescuers, state television reported on Tuesday. State meaning – China. Chinese run. Chinese yeah. run. Chinese run. <laughs> Chinese run. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just – I wanted to make sure people knew that it was in China, not in America. Like not a state of America. State run because they're – You never know. You never know what people's geography nowadays. Hey, honestly, you can say whatever you want because China is never going to hear this podcast because they have the Great Firewall. Yes, that's true. <laughs> So uh, continuing on this, when rescue workers arrived on the scene in a province in eastern China, <laughs> uh, they found the man crouched over the toilet in a bathroom stall, still entire, his entire arm submerged into the up to the shoulder. Jeez, the drain. Workers broke the porcelain bowl with crowbars and hammered hammered the pipes. That's some. That's some advanced technology to get him out of that seriously um, how i mean how skinny was it dude? i know right either that or how big is the, the pipe <laughs> out of the toilet oh well, some of that chinese food you might have to yeah. put some bigger pipes in the toilet <laughs> taking care not to injure the man uh yeah, yeah. cc cctv reports i think that's whatever the new chinese news network is called <laughs> after 10 minutes of work the man was able to slowly remove his cut and bruised arm cut <laughs> What's in there? Well, you from, said that Chinese food, man. From the bowl and retrieve his waterlogged phone. Like honestly, your phone said I would leave it. Drop the phone. Oh well, it's time to get another one. That's crazy. Wow. How? I mean, okay. <laughs> if you drop your phone in the bowl, I would probably reach into the water and get it. You always wash your hands. If, and if the phone's – you get the insurance on the phone and stuff. But if it goes all the way down the pipe, man, he's going to have to call that a day. Yeah, or dismantle the toilet. I know. <laughs> Jesus. So that's an idiot. Oh, uh, God. Uh, 
<laughs> Moving to the next one. <laughs> this is from um, MSNBC. It was written all over his face. <laughs> I'm me, forehead tattoo, <laughs> leads cops <laughs> to serial iPhone theft. <laughs> I don't know what's more funny, that he has a, a tattoo on his face, I'm me, or that he's a serial iPhone thief. <laughs> Oh, you gotta look this up on MSNBC because his picture is. I I saw that. I was just like, he is a beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the South Florida serial iPhone theft. Oh, I'm sorry, the South Florida serial iPhone theft. He looks kind of like ODB. A little bit. Rest <laughs> in peace. Uh, suspect has had ugh, has been arrested thanks to the tattoo on his forehead. Uh, the the. Broward, yeah, the Broward Sheriff's Office <laughs> said 19-year-old Joseph Eric Williams was in custody Wednesday after the, quote, I'm me tattoo on Williams' head led police right to him. So let's make sure this is perfectly clear. <laughs> this man has a tattoo on his forehead that says, I'm, I'm me. It's not in cool old English like all those little... You know, it looks like somebody wrote it in a marker, dude. It, it looks like my four-year-old son wrote "I'm me" <laughs> on this guy's forehead. Now, it's, it's now, now, what is the purpose of "I'm me"? I mean, it looks like just—is it like some self-confidence kind of thing? Like he looks in the mirror and goes, "I'm me." It's backwards yeah. when he looks in the mirror, so he's not going to be able to see it. True, true, true. He's obviously not intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving along. Williams was picked up in a. Or, ugh, in Miami Gardens around 8 p.m. after stories about his exploits and $1,000 Crime Stoppers reward led to a phoned-in tip. First of all, it was the damn reward. That's why you got a tip. <laughs> uh, please say Williams' Williams's crime spree began August 20th and that he has robbed as many as 15 AT&T stores in the past two months. Williams would walk into the store and quickly grab two or three iPhones from a display, then make his escape. Police say, "Wow, that's like a that's like a Batman villain. He's just so on point with his stuff. He runs in, grabs the phones, and runs out." Uh, police. Um, I I think I know who's been committing those AT and T robberies. Um, it, it's it's a guy in my complex. You'll you'll be able to. Well, how will we be able to find him? He has the tattoo on me on his forehead. No, you're serious? <laughs> are you ser are you, really, you're serious? Yes, I'm me. I'm me, not like something cool. No, it's just written, I'm me. Um, and then the cops laugh all the way there. <laughs> They're like, are you serious? <laughs> so Williams, Williams allegedly struck stores throughout Broward, Miami-Dale, and Palm Beach counties. He faces at least four counts of grand theft. And is being held on thirteen a thirteen thousand dollar bond, which no one will pay. The which no one will pay. I no added. one wants to be seen with I am me. Yeah, you know? I'm me. I so mean, unless he's trying to write I am legend and then just says, I am me. No, no, because then that'd be cool. And the main douchebag thing is if you if you're gonna be a career criminal, <laughs> which I'm assuming that he's trying to be, don't have a tattoo on your forehead, you stupid douchebag. Oh my god. You might as well have just said, I'm the idiot that ripped off the AT&T stores. Written on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving along. My douchebag. This is from news.com.au. AU for Australia. Uh, 
because we're international with this shit. You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't only pick on Americans. I pick on everybody. <laughs> um, search for lost soul in a cave. I don't know how to pronounce this idiot's name. Alt Altian Altian Childs douchebag Childs bizarre meltdown. <laughs> so X Factor contestant douchebag Childs <laughs> has explained his bizarre disappearance from rehearsals as a need to reconnect with quote beautiful sadness in a cave in Sydney's northern beaches. Uh, douchebag spoke <laughs> spoke with special host Ronan Keaton Keating. And J- Jackie O on and Jackie O on Two Day FM this morning to set the record straight about the time in his quote cave. <laughs> it was quoted. I'm sorry. All right, here's here's a bigger quote. wasn't wasn't the last wasn't the Bat Cave or anything like that. No, it wasn't cool. Uh, <laughs> here's a quote from Douchebag Childs. It kind of hit me randomly at about two a.m. that I had to reconnect with part of my sadness. It's my secret power. It's what drives me through the song and ignites that part of me. It's got to do with sadness. Yeah, we got that, idiot. Uh, I needed to go back to somewhere where I felt an intimate, romantic thing with an ancient memory. And it worked, he told the show. And, and then, and, wait, wait, wait. Uh-huh. The, whole point, the whole point of this is he missed rehearsal the next morning. <laughs> and he didn't show up. So the next one is, I fell asleep at sunrise and my phone died. Which kind of takes that whole epicness away. <laughs> like, oh, wow, you oh you fell asleep? Oh, you're, you're a douchebag. <laughs> so, I'm not going to read this whole thing because he's an idiot. Basically, this self-indulgent blowhard. <laughs> uh, I guess he used to, he had a girl and he doesn't have her anymore. And they have this... The cave is significant to that relationship, which is fine, you know. Um, but because he wanted to go find himself, or he had to get in touch with his beautiful sadness, which makes no fucking sense, um, he went to this cave, and like a douchebag, didn't show up to the rehearsals the next day. And then insisted on telling everyone at the place that he's so sorry, and then he tried to twist it into this great, like, cool friggin hip stupid shit which just makes him my douchebag of the week because you know he's a fucking douchebag i I was reading further down on the article and it goes the cave a special place for child and his former fiance yeah yeah called and he arrived there at 2 a.m on tuesday their five-year engagement ended eight years ago (laughs) but the hurt remains and child has been celibate since no, he hasn't. Bullshit. For eight years, no wonder he's going nuts. Yeah, no wonder. It's just he's suffering from having been laid in a while sickness. He's got those pipes cleaned out. The septic <laughs> tank needs to be drained. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my god, my he phone probably beats it three times a day. My phone died while I was asleep, and I missed the work, the whole workshop, and upset people. Child said, "I rushed back to civilization." And I realized it was 1 p.m. It was bad. I had commitments all at 8 a.m. and I wasn't there. Yeah, because you fell asleep in the freaking cave. <laughs> Douchebag. Uh, so wow. he's just an idiot. And he has a stupid name and a stupid face. 
<laughs> and in the picture, he looks like he's wearing a Michael Jackson jacket from the 80s. It does. It does. He looks like a total little... What? Which on anyone else would make them cool, but it makes him look like more of a douchebag. <laughs> All right. So what are we doing now? All right. What, well, what is – what's your – I want your epic person. Oh, yes. My because epic person. That, this one was actually pretty badass. My epic person of the week is CeeLo Green for his song, Fuck You. Yeah. It's a cool little Motown tribute about a chick that played with the dude's heart. And it got her nowhere. If you haven't heard of the song, you've got to listen to it. Go to uh, you know YouTube and watch the 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 real version, the fuck you version, because there's a clean version called Forget You. But you know, we're, isn't as good. But we're we're all about the the original, the uncut version that has the word fuck in it. <laughs> Uh, great song. I mean, it's just it's an anthem for every guy that's gotten screwed over by that girl. Yep. And um, I I really thought it was just it was such a cool song. Uh, my girlfriend was like, "You need to listen to this song." And finally, one day on Facebook, she just <laughs> she e- emails me on Facebook and says, "You need to do yourself a favor and listen to this song." So. And you did yourself a favor. And I did myself a favor, and I thank her for that. It was just the best song. I it, it really it really is that anthem for guys. So, holla. <laughs> so, uh, Sapien, epic ah. person of the week. Yes, this yes. Is like an '80s movie. Dude. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, Marisol Velez Garcia. I don't know if that's how you say her name, but I say it like that. Twenty um, year old college student named Police Chief in Mexico. <laughs> well, no one else applied, but still, <laughs> it's pretty badass. Oh, my God. Um, now, if you are completely oblivious to the world around you, <laughs> Mexico is kind of fucked up right now um, because of the drug cartel. It, and it's really bad on the borders because, obviously, the drugs are trying to get into America. Um, this is a border town by the name of Guadalupe. And all the previous mayors, I think it was like 11. 11, I'm reading this from Yahoo News. Yeah, have been slain. <laughs> 11 Mexican mayors have been slain, including the former mayor of Guadalupe, who was killed in June in the small town. So, quoted, police officers and security agents have been killed, some of them beheaded. Damn! <laughs> until they met. Yeah, <laughs> The, the, the cartels were running rampant. No one could fight until they until Metasol stood up. <laughs> awesome. This is an eighties movie over there. You... <laughs> so, okay. I this chick <laughs> This chick is cool. Okay, because she really wants to help. You know, I mean she's quoted the weapons we have are – the weapons we have you know, against the cartels are principles and values, which are the best weapons for prevention. Our work will be pure prevention. We are not going to do anything else other than prevention. So I, I think she's going to do some prevention. Um, <laughs> prevention, you think? This was – she was quote, – that quote's from CNN in Espanol. <laughs> um, now, keep in mind she's 20. Okay, she majored in – what did she major in? Crim, criminology? Criminology, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think she's being a bit idealistic. 
<laughs> um, because when your weapons are principles and values and their weapons are machine guns, you know, it's like that community episode. <laughs> <laughs> you defend yourself with respect. <laughs> Love it. Um, I do, I choose my hero of the week though because the, if the world had more people like this, it would be a better place. It would be. Uh, but no. being that it's just her, <laughs> um, you know, and she's kind of cute. I mean, just keep yeah. it on, you know. One Mexican criminologist professor, criminology professor told the Arizona Republic that getting elected to public office in Mexico is like winning a tiger in a raffle. Yeah. <laughs> we all remember from the hangover, tigers can be a pain in the ass. Oh, my God. I mean, best of luck to her, but damn. Damn. <laughs> I just hope next week I'm not going epic fail of the week. Paris <laughs> <laughs> all got shot. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, on some on some uh, epic wins, uh, we got a winner from last week's question. Yes. Yes. The 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 answer to last week's question. Let me go ahead and uh, pull up what the those clues were for those of you that um, didn't know. Or knew but failed to respond. That person knows who I'm talking about right there. Uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, clues were – what were the clues again? The plot words were laser, duck, singer, planet, alien. And the answer was Howard the Duck. Of course. Of course. So uh, The greatest – known to be the greatest <laughs> movie of all time. <laughs> or wait. yeah exactly so uh jessica marie of moore park california won the contest congratulations and uh now it's time for this week's question so this week's question the plot words are washington dc psychiatrist faith iraq attic now this one a little more difficult than the last one. I mean, the last one had duck and alien in it. <laughs> yeah. You kind of discern something. For, it could have been duck dodgers in the 24th and a half century. That would have been pretty awesome. Boom, right, right there. Yeah. Um, actually, it was. <laughs> That's going to read you lost. I'm just, uh, oh, just kidding. So but, let me repeat those plot words again. Washington, D.C., psychiatrist, faith, Iraq, and addict. Now, not addict as in crack addict. I'm talking about addict, like above the your space. second floor. Yeah, the space <laughs> um, below the roof. <laughs> yeah. So uh, email your answers to the lazygeeks at gmail.com, and the first uh, first person to with the right answer will be the winner. So put your name and city, and we will announce you on next week's podcast. Now, don't be afraid. If you think you're wrong, just throw out the answer. You know, whatever. Just the more answers we get, you know, the more we can see if we need to kind of tailor it a little bit or, you know, again, comments help. <laughs> Hell, send me an email that says it's a, it's too hot and we suck. <laughs> or I'm cool and Sapien sucks. You know, whatever, whatever you want. I'm not, th- I'm not, I'm not saying this. If you want to send blatant lies through an email, go right ahead. I mean, I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not saying that I am, but, you know, I'm not saying that it's not true. Further, <laughs> another question. Another question I need answers is: Should I record when I kick his ass? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that uh, pretty much brings us to the close today. Uh, before we head out, I wanted to give a shout out to Bear. 
Um, have a great bachelor party, dude. And by the way, the male strippers go a lot further than the female ones. Well, at least from what I've heard. Um, <laughs> yeah, from what you heard. <laughs> uh, all the music on this podcast was uh, brought to us by the talented Kevin McLeod. And uh, that just about does it for us. So make sure to comment on the podcast on iTunes or whatever you use. Uh, the good, the bad, the sexy, and the ridiculous. And if you uh, have any comments or ideas for future topics, go ahead and don't be afraid to hit us up on the website, um, thelazygeeks.com, or email us at thelazygeeks at gmail.com. So uh, until next week, peace out.